you need to be gentle with yourself to uphold that routine because a routine is only helpful until the routine is more important than the actual things that are being done in the routine. Welcome to Ineffable Goodness, a community filled with curiosity beyond the good and the bad. I'm your host, Sarai Hertz Velasquez. I love to chat about all things self-care, self-love, activism, and intersectional wellness. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Ineffable Goodness. I know it's been quite some time since our last or since my last podcast episode um, which was with Sierra Jade who was incredible I hope you all had a chance to listen to her if you have not we all have the somewhat somewhat more time than we normally have so I encourage you to go check that out today I really wanted to record a podcast I was feeling it um, and lately I have not been and I only want to record when I feel like I have something to say or feel like I want to share something with you all and I wanted to talk about something not related to coronavirus but then I was thinking about how all-consuming it is right now and how there truly is not much else going on well there's a lot else going on but it doesn't really feel like there is so for some context uh, I was at college just sort of doing the regular thing and my school announced that we had to leave for the semester much later than most colleges and universities for whatever reason I think they were trying to hold on to their last sliver of hope so we ended up getting out a little bit later and we're told that we were done for the semester but we would resume classes in a couple of weeks online so I went home I've been home I think it's like day eight of physical distancing I know the CDC is putting out all of this different language you're supposed to use you're not supposed to use quarantine because quarantine means you are you may have it or you're exposed and then isolation means you have it and then social distancing is not trying to people are trying to avoid using that because they don't want people to be social distanced they want people to be physically distanced because the idea is that you're maintaining some sort of social normacy through FaceTime and and phone calls and what have you uh and so yeah so it's day eight of that we're making an effort as a family as a five person unit to sort of stay in the house we've been going on walks runs and hikes uh which is really nice definitely spending more time outside because being inside is crazy making so that's been really nice and I so I wanted to talk about that and about how I've sort of been navigating this whole situation and uh, setting a routine for myself. It has not felt like a vacation to me. It's just like this weird in limbo time of me not really knowing what to do with myself because I know there's work I can do, but I'm also like, does it really matter if the whole world is going to end? But then I'm like, the whole world's not going to end. So there's a lot of inner dialogue, just like sort of ping-ponging back and forth in my head. So yeah, that's sort of an overview, Um, but I wanted to start by talking about my routine, and I think it's super important in these moments of complete and utter chaos and uncertainty, which, as a disclaimer, I have not experienced anything like this before in my life, and I think the majority of people can say the same. I think actually everybody who's living, um, because I just talked to my 86-year-old grandma, and she said the exact same thing, 
can say that this is new and people do not know what to do. And so there's, in that sense, there's definitely this shared sense of confusion and everybody's like sort of at a loss for for how to use their time efficiently. And there's, you know, I think given our, our world, the world we live in of having to be constantly occupied and really being praised on being busy, um, it's really hard to figure out how to just literally be in your house and find things to do there. Uh, and so, yeah, and I also want to talk about in a couple of minutes about the idea of being in your house and how much of a privilege it is because there's so many people who are not able to just, to just physical distance from, from everybody. I think it's interesting that in general, the human experience is so reliant on bringing people together through shared experiences of either trauma or loss or some sort of experience that all people intensely witness together uh so I think feel like generally you think of somebody dying or you think of a birth or something like this really big momentous life event and I feel like the coronavirus is sort of a way to bring people together because yes it gives people something to talk about but it's also a shared experience among quite literally every single human being um regardless of what capacity they are experiencing it so I feel like in that sense it's just it's not good or bad it's just interesting that this very tangible thing is actually serving as a way to sort of unite us all um again maybe not for good or bad but just but just as a what it is doing and so on that note I also wanted to talk about ways in which the virus has sort of created a platform almost for people to think more deeply about themselves and reevaluate what they're doing in their life and I think especially on social media um I think so I was listening the other day this is going to be very random podcast I'm prefacing it right now my thoughts are scattered everyone's thoughts are scattered we're gonna roll with it um but the other day I was listening to the daily which is definitely one of my favorite podcasts the reporter was saying how he's noticed such beauty in social media over the past few days and how much of his job normally surrounds figuring out ways in which social media is essentially destroying humankind but he was saying how after like the coronavirus he's seeing people have virtual cocktail hours and using instagram to share like positive uh quotes and whatnot and i think that's all great and a lot of it's very true however i am seeing a lot of quote-unquote influencers and people on Instagram who are sharing things I mean and like I mean mostly Instagram I feel like that's definitely the dominant platform especially when it comes to processing traumas and pandemics I guess such as this one not that Instagram has ever processed a pandemic before but so there is that there's a lot of these quotes that are coming around saying this is a time where you can just be and just experience like what it is to live without having distractions and then there's like quotes about people who now you can really see what what jobs matter clearly like nobody on wall street matters accountants don't matter the things that really matter are grocery store workers and teachers and etc etc and i think a lot of that is really great in the sense that it makes you think but it also is very isolating to a lot of members of our community and I think, frankly, it's unproductive when you are 
um, telling, I mean, A, I feel like no human being is, my dad and I were just talking about this, no human being is not useful. There is, yes, there's jobs that may be more useful in the general society than others, but by saying to people that, like your existence is not useful because of your job is just, yes, it's on social media, but even through that is just not helpful. And I feel like that's not gonna, that's not what's gonna help the situation at all. I feel like there's negative aspects to that. I also wanted to share this poem that I read that I'm sure a lot of you read that I feel really, really complicated about. So this poem was written by Kitty O'Meara, who I have not read any other work by them previously, but it's being reposted constantly on Instagram and it says and the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows and the people began to think differently and the people healed And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. So when I first read this, I was like, wow, this is awesome. It's so beautifully written. Like, yes, that's just learn how to live in the absence of all this noise that we're so used to, you know, being exposed to. But then upon a second glance and like reading comments and seeing all these critiques on both this poem and then other posts, I think it's really important to understand that this is such a small sliver of the population that is even remotely able to read this and be like, oh yeah, this resonates with me. Like I'm going to try this. I mean, in terms of practicality, I think that there's so many people who are still working. Um, The world needs to go on. So making art and exercising and playing games, that's lovely. But there's not just all this time in the world. There's a lot of economic instability right now. And so many jobs are being laid off. I know that it was like 17,000 people – just filed for unemployment within the last couple of days which is an insanely record high number point being is that this is for a lot of people a time of complete anxiety and being able to think differently when you're not sure how you're gonna get your next meal or you're not sure who's gonna take care of your kids or you're not sure if your family members or friends are okay and healthy I think that this is just ignorant and ignores a lot of realities um, and it doesn't address it at all I like the idea of thinking about the way that this can help the earth heal, but I think that it's just approached in the wrong way. And I also think that with NASA releasing their statement that since the coronavirus epidemic has, or sorry, pandemic, very different, so I've learned, um, pandemic has begun, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere have decreased. And I think that's great, but I think this is, it's almost giving permission for people to be like, all right, this is great and this is ultimately what we needed and we needed to slow down and God's showing us how to slow down or the earth or whatever higher spirit you believe in, if any. And I think that's just not fair. And I also worry that we're going to think after this, like people are outside, I see people going for runs that I've never seen before. I'm meeting neighbors I never even knew existed. 
And yes, part of that is attributed to the fact that we literally just moved in a few months ago. I think after this ends, I'm just worried that people are going to return to their old habits and the driving will continue as it is and the waste will continue as it is and people will just be going, going, going and with little awareness of their surroundings and of the world and the earth. And it's not like the earth starts to heal for a couple months during a pandemic and then you return to your normal way of life doing all of the really toxic things that pollute our world and it's somehow okay because it got canceled out during the few months you were inside like that's just not how science works so that was frustrating to me I also wanted to just touch on a specific part that says um, and the people healed in the absence of people living in ignorant dangerous mindless and heartless ways the earth began to heal and when the danger passed and people joined together again they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. And I think that in pra- like if this were truly the reality, this would be incredible. But this is just so far from reality that I feel like it's just doing a disservice to every member truly of our society to make anybody think that this is even generally an option for, for the majority of people. So that's definitely something that I have been thinking about. I've also... I've been thinking about the idea of slowing down and for me personally I think that I I fill my time and I've always really filled my time to the max and try to be incredibly busy and I think that's a really common human experience of people just going from thing to thing or thinking of things to do or just trying to think okay now what I'm what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and so I feel like for me in the absence of that Yes, I've tried to create routine, which I know I said I would talk about a while ago. We will talk about that. Uh, But there's still, you know, I'm not leaving my house to go meet with people. I don't have classes at the moment. So all of the things that really were giving my day structure and making them busy and making me busy are gone. So in the absence of that, it's definitely me having to sit with myself a lot more. Also, obviously, I'm alone. I'm with my three, two siblings and uh, parents, but I'm still alone a lot more than I would be in my dorm room. And so I noticed that a lot of times, um, and I think everybody should notice what thoughts are coming up. And I think often thoughts that arise when we're just with ourselves are worth thinking about and listening to. Because those are the thoughts that would come up if we weren't so busy all the time. So a lot of times I feel like we all try to be busy subconsciously just to push push those thoughts down. So it's just interesting introspectively to notice what's coming up for me. I think in particular I've been very aware of my body. And uh, you know normally I'm on the go. I wake up. I like go to the gym or something. And then I'll quickly shove a bar in my mouth. And like it's a very transactional experience generally with almost everything I do really because it's it's like I'm going to do this so that I could do this so then I can do this, right? It's not like I'm going to go for a run and then I'm just going to sort of see what happens. Um, and so I think because of that and because there's so little we know right now and so much uncertainty uh, and I think that also equates and often translates to a lack of control and food and bodies or like you know food and exercise and those are things that we can 
quite literally control. So I think holding on to that while it can be really nice um, and comforting to have can also be really dangerous. So I encourage all of you, regardless of whether or not you have had an eating disorder or you have experience with disordered eating, I just encourage you to be mindful of what thoughts are coming up and to be aware of your body, but also just try to remember that it's just here and it's doing the same thing it has always done and it's not shifting because you're sitting on your couch a little bit more. Not to say that moving is not important, but just give yourself a little bit of forgiveness. Even if you are busy working all day or you're taking care of your children, although honestly I don't think many people who listen to this have children except for my the few family members that are kind enough to listen to me talk more than they already do. Um, but even during that time, just know that this is not a normal time for anybody. And I think at the beginning of all this, I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have so many time, so much time for all these creative projects, which in retrospect, I don't really know what I was alluding to in my head because I'm not honestly, not a particular, particularly artistically driven and creative person. So I don't, I think this, that was also like an Instagram driven, uh, Uh, idea of mine anyway my point here is that this does not have to be a time for you to begin begin a business or to get a 1600 on the SAT like the practice SAT this can just be a time for you to be and you I think being extra forgiving of your needs and like maybe you're gonna watch that extra Netflix episode and that's okay Maybe you should try to read a book. Um, But just I think lowering expectations for yourself of what you need to get done is going to be really important. And um, I think that also coincides with having a routine. So setting a routine for yourself is great. But just like with any routine, whether or not it's in the context of the coronavirus um, that's happening right now, You need to be gentle with yourself to uphold that routine because a routine is only helpful until the routine is more important than the actual things that are being done in the routine, if that makes sense. So for me, what I've I've begun to do thus far for the past week is waking up, which generally, unfortunately, is like 7 to 8 a.m. I don't know why I've been so exhausted. Um, I feel like a lot of things change, especially like based on your setting and whatnot. But so I've been waking up seven to eight in my bed, scrolling through my phone, which I'm working on not doing that. We'll see how long that lasts. But I want to just be either just like literally be in my bed in the morning or read a book. Um, And then I'll head downstairs and drink some coffee, which quite literally is the only thing that generally gets me out of bed. Um, I don't have a hard time getting out of bed. I just so look forward to coffee. And that ritual for me is very sacred because it carries wherever I go. So like in my dorm room, I can do it and I can do it at home and I can do it on the plane and I can, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, So that's been really nice. and, And I think part of my routine is having no routine, which has definitely been hard for me as somebody who really likes structure in every aspect of my life so I think in that sense it's been really good for me and I'm lucky that I have a house and I'm 
you know, my parents are supporting me so I can think like this and I understand that that's such a privilege and not a lot of people can and do have that. So having just like the routine of the coffee and just sitting there and I'll do some work in the morning and generally I'll do it on the table. I try not to do work at my on my bed, uh, but that's hard. I was, there was like, there's all these memes going around talking about, I mean, they're funny. It's like, there's this one it was showing a map of somebody's house and it was like, what my weekend's going to look like. I'm going to go to the living room and then I'm going to go to the kitchen. It's it's not funny when I say it, but if you look at, look at it, I promise you'll find it funny. Well, I don't promise, but I did. So just like switching up, literally going from room to room. If you have an apartment, going from your kitchen to your bedroom or like little nooks in your bedroom to get work done, just switching things up maybe decorating things I don't know just doing something so you feel like you are not just sitting in your bed all day because I as much as I do think you should forgive yourself and just let yourself be I do think that that will ultimately be counterproductive if you just sit in your bed all day that that's what I have to say about routine it's also been really nice being at home because we all do our own thing during the day and my parents are lucky that they can work from home right now Sorry, I'm like moving around trying to get comfortable. So we are sort of going, going during the day. Well, at least they are. They're still working. And then at night, it's been nice because we'll all come together for dinner. And it's something growing up we've always done, but I haven't done that in a while consistently seeing as I'm away at college. So around like 7, 8 p.m., we'll all sit down. Generally, my mom or my brother cook yesterday I cook sometimes it will be sort of a collaborative effort but we'll all sit down light a candle we always say a blessing and that's that's definitely not new but it's just like very nice to come together at the end of the day and it's funny because it's like the first time we're all together even though we've been together dispersed amongst like around the house all day long and we've been all in the same Um, physical space but it's like not all concentrated at once my dad had the idea of doing vlogs so we've been doing like even though I know this is not the correct term we've been doing like quarantine vlogs with like quarantine day one and then we go around in a circle and sort of just vlog the day and what's happened and everybody says a little nugget of their day and something that's happened either good or bad so that's been really nice routine for me Um, I think it's hard in a lot of ways to have routine in a place that, um, I I mean, specific, I think to college students, you're coming home to, you're coming home and you haven't been home for a while. And there's these routines that are already established that you're not a part of. And there may be or feel like there is an expectation to sort of just mold into that routine and then go along with everything. But you're used to this independence or this way of doing this differently or this differently. Um, So a lot of things can immediately feel really irritating or frustrating and I totally get that and hear that and I am in that position too very much of the time or a lot of the time Um, but I encourage everybody to just as they are being forgiving and flexible to themselves be the same way to other people and realize that this is an uncertain and uncomfortable and confusing time for all of us not just you Um, although I can't even imagine how how you are all feeling um, and how everybody's just 
getting through this and getting through this in their own way uh so yeah just be be forgiving and just be a little bit more gentle with everybody and check in with your friends and your family um for sure i really encourage you all to go outside if you can if it's not snowing where you are just feel the sun in some way maybe garden maybe if you're in an apartment literally just open the window and stick your head out or go outside for a walk depending on vulnerability but yeah going outside i feel like is really nice in this moment that's all that i really wanted to talk about today i don't want to drag this episode on too much just because i feel like all we're talking about is coronavirus and it's very consuming and i was saying to my friend the other day i was like i don't genuinely do not know what people talked about before this so i don't want to continue this on the podcast any longer because we have enough of this filling our day but i did want to address it and talk about it and let you know my thoughts um but i'm sending hugs and love to each and every one of you and hoping that you can translate that to your community and your family and friends and people that need hugs more than ever right now and just take a moment to be grateful of I think even if you have the time to listen to this podcast even if you're making dinner or driving or running or walking or frantically running around picking things up right now while you're doing this you're still finding time to listen so I think even being able to listen to this podcast or any podcast or whatever is a privilege in and of itself so on that note thank you guys so so much for listening I will be back much sooner than a month. I got a new microphone, which is quite exciting. So yeah, I hope you all enjoy your future Zoom calls. Um, Zoom is making some money. Oh my God, I want to be the, I wish I, I wish I invested. Sending you all a very big hug and I will talk to you.